0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Alright, welcome back to uh, More to Come. This week we I have the great pleasure uh, talking with Rob Berry, um, both the creator of Ulysses Scene, a graphic reimagination of James Joyce's Literary masterpiece. Uh, He's also co-founder of Throwaway Horse, a very interesting company. We'll get him to talk a little bit about that. Um, And until we do, uh, Rob, welcome to More to Come. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, your first appearance uh, on More to Come. Absolutely, but it is the only podcast I ever really. There you go. Uh, There you go. Long-time listener, first-time interviewee. (laughs) Okay. Um, We were chatting just before we started the podcast, really about where we first met. and I, we seem to have, like, isolated it around the launch <laughs> of Ulysses Scene, which launched with much controversy uh, back in 2010, uh, be, because, I mean, what you're doing is really essentially a a comics adaptation of Ulysses, the great Irish yeah. novelist, Joyce, James Joyce's masterpiece. Yeah. Um, uh, well, with all I, of it in there. All of it in there. A formidable challenge, and that's a, the understatement of the year. But in fact, I believe when we first met, you thought I was crazy. Uh, I, I suspect you get that from a lot of people I when did. you tell them what you do. Oh, yes. uh, but I have Still over did. the years seen that indeed you're, uh, you're quite serious about this, and <laughs> uh, you've also, um, in great fashion, um, you're, you're acting on your words. You've created an amazing an amazing work. Online work initially, but an app to go along with it, but you also have some very interesting and specialized publishing interest yeah. around it, and other projects along the lines of Ulysses Scene. So um, maybe what you can do is give our listeners a little background on our meeting, uh, sure. the launch of Ulysses Scene, and and the role that Throwaway Horse plays in the in the whole structure of this.
1: Happily. Um, Well, actually, we had already, you're a little incorrect there, because we had already done some things prior to you and I meeting in 2010, um, and the 2010 big Apple kerfuffle that all that caused. (laughs) Um, But we began Ulysses Scene as a website in 2008. That being said, it was always designed Mm -hmm. uh, to be a digital um, concordance and for the fullness of James Joyce's mm-hmm. Ulysses, uh, with all the educational applications, but layered behind mm-hmm. a comic rather than through a big block of text.
0: Yeah, well, one thing I did left out, which I think is really important to this, not only is is it your your comics interpretation of of the Joycean text, but there is an amazing reader's guide that goes along with it. Yeah, that it. Conversational, colloquial guide, but put together in a scholarly fashion. Yeah, written by modern uh, Joyce scholars yeah, that mm-hmm. are really
1: interested in digital humanities, yeah.
0: and, it's, and it's a key element how you bring the two of these—the visual and the sort—and this sort of academic cheat sheet <laughs> uh. <laughs> together, you know, to really to create both an entertainment. Platform and an educational platform. It's not
1: cheating if the, uh, yeah, if the instructors <laughs> are actually on there. Yes, you right. If they're so, actual teachers, yes. <laughs> um, and we've been really fortunate with that. It's, it's always been a kind of reshaping the notion of what a big annotated work like Joyce's Ulysses can be. Um, having the visual aspects of comics attached to the front door mm-hmm. um, of all those annotations and to the text itself mm-hmm. sort of using the comics and the comic page as a window that yes. you can see through um, so we began that in 2008 before anybody really knew what the iPad was going to look like nobody could tell us sizes nobody mm-hmm. would give any information out there were all a lot of conjecture at the time um, about even font size like what mm-hmm. font size would we use how big would the thing be um, and So we began it as a website that premiered in 2008 um, and started to make plans right away for for doing an iPad app. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea has always been that we don't know yet what digital humanities textbooks are going to look like. That market still hasn't figured itself out. Mm -hmm. Um, But to kind of come in with a proof of concept that would... uh, Create a brand new way of looking at it, utilizing comics as mm-hmm. the front door. Uh, so when Apple did premiere the iPad in 2010, we were one of the few, one of the first small publishers to really go right in the door with an app. The only problem was, at the time, um, Apple had decided they would have nothing even remotely like nudity. <laughs> involved with any of the content that you could get on there,
0: so you fancy ran up device. against Apple's somewhat arbitrary, rather bizarre uh, so-called decency standards. Yep, uh, that continues to plague them to this day. Um, it seems to me.
1: But yeah, uh, I think
0: so. Yeah. But you, you, and and you and I affected several other books at the time, uh, and also, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there an interpretation of the uh, Oscar Wilde yeah, importance of being important?
1: Yes. Of yes. Ernest was up. that also went off the rails. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the problem that had happened with this is um, this all happened in about April of 2010, and what most people don't really realize in the, you know, Apple and technology world is that there's this big, huge holiday, literary holiday called Bloomsday that happens every June 16th. Yes, indeedy. And that Joyce's book sort of famously won the most important decisions in in uh, laws against censorship in America, like 88 years prior to this. So the negative fallout was really harsh because it made it look like they were censoring James Joyce... Yeah. Right before Bloomsday. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's yes.
1: It's a, it's, a, it's a bad move on their part. Yeah, it,
0: but, but it was kind of a perfect storm of yeah. good fortune uh, for you guys.
1: Yeah. And and I'm you know I'm always hesitant to use the word censorship on something like that. Um, because they just simply had a business policy. Yeah. As you told me at the time, is that recall, yeah. Call yeah. Um, but uh, they did we were fortunate enough to get a call from them about three days before Bloomsday. Telling us that they had redressed their policy, and, would
0: and it was really about the, uh, an ex- exposed breast, wasn't it? In the in the initial like calypso session, there was a breast there was
1: a that I changed into a milk jug. <laughs> <Spid-o-pop>. <laughs> 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 like, seriously, folks. <laughs> oh, I, uh, yes, I, I know you're. I know you're not kidding. Uh, yeah, and there <laughs> were there were some
0: penises. Ah. ah, well, that that always drives people to distraction. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: So, um, so, yeah, that's that's what was happening in 2010. That's about the same time that we met.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I know we talked, I did the interview, because we did a big story in PW at the mm-hmm. time as well. Um. Uh. So, but I, I, I want to get to the Tory halls, but tell us a little bit about Ulysses Scene. Like, mm-hmm. how far along are you now? Um. And... What's your rate of progress? oh everybody asks that. It just
1: seems like it's been going on forever. Well, you t- I think you told me the time that you expected to be working on at least a decade. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the book was published in uh, 1922, and our goal has always been to serialize every bit of it um, and to complete that by 2022. Um, so it would be in time for the centenary mm-hmm. of the novel. Um, and hopefully by then we'll know what the whole digital bookmark is going to be like Mm -hmm. Um, but that being said uh, in order to do that um, I did all the cartoon work, lead drawing uh, and inking and watercolor on our first four chapters Uh, they're not the first four in the book for those Joyce heads out there So it's all explained on the website that's right um, it's not in strict it's, chronological order. It's in chronological order. Oh, excuse orders, me, not, not in strict sequence? Sequen, yeah, yeah, not sh- literary sequence. Okay? Yeah. yeah. We decided it was easier to take people through Bloomsday if we were going to serialize it by going mm-hmm. chronologically and mm-hmm. comparing the two days. Yeah. The two men's day at the yes. start of one. Um, So those four were drawn by me, but the idea was always to include other cartoonists Um to work on subsequent chapters with me writing the adaptation because um, there aren't, oh well. A Lot of cartoonists that want to try to figure out how to do <laughs> <Yeah. enjoy> it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You kind of got
0: that feel all to yourself there a little bit. A little, yeah, it's kind of a neat <laughs> I mean, There's people yeah. out there. I mean, I think we've talked about it in the past. I know years ago,
1: David Lasky. Oh, man, really David Lasky's wonderful. Comic. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's done a really wonderful. Movie. And it's in the, we're yeah. both in the Seven Stories, uh, Graphic Canyon Volume 3. Mm-hmm. If any of you who we are listening online? Do have a print copy on your shelf? Feel free to pick it up, and, and you can see both David's work and my own. And I did a piece. Of, oh,
0: what's your name? I'm embarrassed now. Um, who did uh, the wonderful story? Of, uh, Annie Mock did a Annie Mock. Who did a piece in Dubliners? Pardon me, Annie. I'm b- sorry, it's old age. Yeah, <laughs> I blanked on it. Yes, and I actually did a um, uh, I, I did a, a public interview with
1: Annie. Yeah, about. Um,
0: the uh, the adaptations that she's done,
1: yeah, yeah, which yeah. are really, really, quirky. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. really, she's a real joy. Yeah. And uh, James Cromwell is also really
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah, we talked about James. James, well, James has done a number of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so So, if, uh, yeah, so have you talked to him about uh, being part?
1: Uh, no. So should part. I not? Okay, never mind. <laughs> 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 I, not directly, but uh, there you go, <laughs> James. If you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, the other thing that's gone on is since 2010, and since the whole Apple kerfuffle, um, the copyright of Joyce's novel um, had ended mm-hmm. in, uh, internationally. And so now it's considered the public domain, mm-hmm. um, which was a bit of a problem before. Yeah. Uh so since two thousand and twelve, Bloomsdays have grown exponentially yeah. as being sort of this great literary holiday uh, and this the other Irish holiday that's about the culture but not about dressing like a leprechaun and making green <laughs> year. Okay. So um so consequently <laughs> You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> I have
0: a leprechaun suit in my yeah, okay, very sure. good. Um <laughs>
1: But uh, consequently, uh, it's it's drawn a lot of attention. And as you were asking about, uh, we have partnered up with the uh, the James Joyce Center in mm-hmm. Dublin, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did an edition of the Joyce's The Dead last year. Yes, and yeah, so had is many a, shows and things. So this is a, a limited,
0: Dublin. like uh, letterpress edition. Was it letterpress or? This is the, the the your, hand, a, a portfolio of your drawings. A hand-pulled
1: Swiss press that's like uh-huh. 200 years old. Okay. All right. yeah. Yeah. That's owned by the... I think the, the press itself is owned by the National Gallery. Uh-huh. Uh, and that, uh, the publishers starting Press, yeah. are press were able to but use So how many ones. prints were in this series? only 150
0: books in the whole edition. Uh-huh. But, but I mean, very, how many drawings? How many individual f- uh, drawings? I
1: did 14 drawings.
0: 14 drawings. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, folks. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, um, I've seen them. Um...
1: But um, really, really gorgeous, yeah. So Yeah, but it's a collector market yeah, mm-hmm. item. Um, but uh, so we've done that together with the Joyce Center. The work is also mirrored at the James Joyce Center uh, website. Um, that's, a, that's the Ulysses Scene website, website. Website. Because that still exists as well as the, uh, yes, the app. Yes, but here now there's changes there. Right. Um so since all of this has happened, and we've been doing this for a few years now, we are uh, we are in the position to start uh, looking at, at funding options. Is and there a paywall up on the th- on the no. Uh, thing? No. No, no, we've kind of always been about the idea of of democratizing mm-hmm. Joyce. Mm-hmm. Joyce has sort of been an ivory tower, mm-hmm. educationally speaking, for a long time. Um, and we wanted to create another opportunity for that. While you do have to pay for the iPad app, because yeah. <laughs> we need some money at yeah. some point. Um, in the meantime, you can still visit and get all the same features off of the website. Not TVCC.
0: to interrupt you, but I do remember this part of the discussion very much. At the time I first talked with you, uh, that Philadelphia seems to be some hotbed for democratizing, you oh, know, yeah. Joyce Joyce studies. There seems to is, is this a it seems like Bloomsday's sort of took off there, a little bit more there than perhaps in other
1: cities? You know, um, the the Rosenbach Museum and Library in Philadelphia um, has Joyce's only fair copy of the Ulysses Manuscript, so it's what they kind of, what the Joyce had referred to as a Joyce Mecca, right? Okay. You see the handwritten early drafts and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and it's, a, it's an academic library, but it has a tremendous collection, um, and they do a, they've done a Bloomsday every year mm-hmm. for 20 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a particularly bad one, I won't say when, so that <laughs> nobody will know, okay. um, and that's when I first said to a fellow cartoonist that was there with me, yeah. I go, comics are the only way you can do joyous, man, it's the only thing that works. You can't do it in film. It, you can't do it on the stage. Comics, comics. So on a bet over some pints of Guinness... There you go. I started storyboarding. You know what? There you go. <laughs> Worst projects... Start Projects have started out in worse fashion than that. Yes. So that sounds great. Um, so, but right now mm-hmm. we are um, also extending the business partnership for Ulysses Scene to the Rutgers Digital Studies Center. Uh-huh. Um, and starting to link into now that the the novel itself is in the public domain Mm -hmm. we can actually build pathways to the novel Mm -hmm. within our app so you can come from the the cartoon page to a reader's guide that will answer and give you a discussion forum but give you simple answers about what's happening Mm -hmm. um, down to a full concordance of the book that can be annotated by everybody. It's called Infinite Ulysses. It's built okay. by a, a good friend and business partner of ours, Amanda Visconti. Now this is the software that Thorway Horses developed? Amanda de- built this out of writing and modulating code from a fairly simple system as part of her dissertation uh, that just finished last year. But we've been in contact with her all the way through about that and what the long-term goals would be for funding you've, you, you've talked a long time about uh, how the, um,
0: uh, the Reader's Guide uh, had um, was
1: designed for discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Was this, is this what you were referring to? Or well, Now we like want to take that even further and I deeper see. into the original text I and see. allow for citations of existing mm-hmm. academic work that's out there on the web to build a digital classroom, around. Cool. So right? Cool. Very um, cool. Always was always in the plan, but um, issues of copyright and the fact that I don't know anything about coding really <laughs> correct.
0: But from the beginning, and I should mention some of your partners, and maybe you should mention them because I don't so know if they other than Chad have they changed or um, I wasn't um, sure. Uh, I mean, the original partnership I have, of course, is Chad Rakowski, Mike Parsanti, who was the original readers' guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, academic and Josh Levitar, so yeah. they Yeah,
1: and they're all, both uh, both Josh and um, and Mike are both still involved. Mm-hmm. But Mike, we've got a different writer on mm-hmm. all the readers' mm-hmm. guide material now. Um, and as we're moving further into designing the adaptation for working with other artists, Josh does less work with us mm-hmm. on that on a regular basis mm-hmm. anymore. So it's mostly me and Chad that have been doing all the building structure towards getting it to the yeah. how do we shape the business to yeah. be able to mm-hmm. like fold itself into should it be I mean, should this is should something like this be a project for a university press? What is it? You know, you think digital well, first sure. and you have to follow where digital goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it, you know, comes but down not, but this uh,
0: Connection with Rutgers, Rutgers here—it sounds as though you made that decision at least partially. That yeah, you needed, we looked
1: around for a long you time. An for academic f- partner. We needed a, f- a good, friendly academic partner, but we needed to do enough proof of concept mm-hmm. on our own first, so we knew what we wanted out of them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and you wanted to find a—we wanted to find a partnership that wouldn't be a lot of the um, digital humanities things that are starting up strong at individual colleges and universities uh, tend to be focused more on being merits for their own students at that university mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to find one that would mm-hmm. let us have have control over who would write the readers guide what sort of students would be able to have access to it mm-hmm. what we'd be able to do eventually on the print side all those sorts of things well that's a good
0: question there that's a good port segue uh, tell us about throwaway horse and also the possibility of a print component to Ulysses, seen any the other projects
1: that, yeah, that you guys. Well, had? there are two other um, projects that I hope people are familiar with already out there. That when we did this all in 2010, we looked around. Okay, what else can we do with mm-hmm. this? And guess what? There's not a lot because <laughs> 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 nobody's really willing to take it on and yeah, start it well, all at it's the beginning. No more than the notion. Um, <laughs> so the two that we. Came upon right away were our Martin Rousen's wonderful version of *The Wasteland, which had already been which he'd already been, done as a graphic yeah, novel mm-hmm. ten years before. Um, so we contacted Martin and secured the rights for doing that. And Mike wrote a great reader's guide mm-hmm. that, that covers that. Um, and then uh, Eric Schenhour's wonderful *Age of Bronze*. Yes, yeah. Um, and so we were we've been working with them and delivering those online. Um, Eric's work is also... Wally Bronze has been going on for years, and his tremendous detail already built up yeah. to it. Um, Eric's That's work cool. has always been in black and white, so he's been reapproaching right. he's that done, yeah. with colorist John Dallaire mm-hmm. um, through that, and then we've got uh, Tom Beasley writing the Reader's Guide Great. material for Great. that. Awesome. So okay. I think they're planning... Um, I think Eric's talking about now that the first book of Age of Bronze, Thousand Ships, is now mm-hmm. completely colored. Mm-hmm. I think they're even talking about color editions in print for okay. that. Cool. So, cool. Ulysses cool. Seen, on the other hand, yeah, I want to. I really want to. Um, it's hard to know what the shape of that is because it's so big. I mean, uh, those. So, I just f- finished working with an artist in Manchester who uh, did the pencils for my storyboards for the Proteus chapter. This mm-hmm. is the one, we always joke that this is the chapter, it's the third chapter in which the book stops being a novel and becomes a plant stand in most college dorm rooms. <laughs> okay? It's where everybody gives up. It's the yeah, yeah. ineluctable modality of the visible. Okay. You know, walk well, along the beach
0: I have read Ulysses but it's been many years ago <laughs> so
1: I, I am a little fuzzy on some of the parts I, re- most I rely on you for uh, uh, the, so we just we just uh, we did the I had done the uh, storyboards for that mm-hmm. a little over a year ago and um, Clinton Cahill uh, another Joycean artist um, which there are a few um, did the pencils for the um, for the produce chapter It's 111 screens long, pages, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But the original chapter in Joyce's book is 13 pages. Okay. So at this rate of (laughs) comics to text, we're talking at like 2,400 pages for a, you know, uh, 700-page book that's... it'll take a few years to build that (laughs) much I'm sure Joyce would approve um, (laughs) of the detail (laughs) everything's in there folks Um, but the jokes there's a lot of great jokes in the Proteus chapter that escape um, the first time readers and when we unpacked them visually uh, we needed a lot of room to do it but we also in terms of talking about print the, um, the entire 111 pages is what you know of cloud refers to as the infinite canvas type it's mm-hmm. an ongoing scroll mm-hmm. so it's a big long walk along a beach yeah. it's continued so how does that work in print you know an accordion book hmm yeah well, well not many people well, make those anymore
0: no although you know it's funny what are they called uh, don't those things have a name because I've noticed a much smaller version seem to be coming out I've noticed that uh, well Joe
1: Sacco just did the Great War, and that's an Yes, the, yeah, that's the, a that's good example. Good war. example, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But some of the other... Uh, no Brow uh, yeah. has done a couple. Yeah, uh, They did a dinosaur. Yeah. Um... I don't know what you would call it, An Anthropology of Dinosaurs by... I can't remember the artist's name, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Group. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Absolutely dropped it. Beautiful. Um, and they've done a couple of them, but... Uh, well, see, this is the discussion that you, you, you and I have been having it's since, a since 2010. The, the length of
1: Manhattan. <laughs> digital, like, I'm glad more publishers are realizing this, digital is just proof, again, that people want the prestige object. Yeah. You know, so we're able to think about, okay, this is how I want to grab the ephemeral thing that I want to read every week. Great, I get that. But when the end of it is done, you want this big, lovely, unusual coffee table mm, sort of thing. People love to yeah. hold a book. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to see a little thumbnail on your phone.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, they want to see a, a big volume sitting on a shelf or on your table. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so do you. So <laughs> I do. We, we like our physical books. Um, I've seen his office, people. <laughs> yeah, I like my too. Well, he likes we're books. all about the physical object. Here at <laughs> we write about a lot of digital stuff, but believe me, it all comes home here. Yeah, it all ends up right here in this office. Um, uh, okay, well, this is <laughs> your life's work, uh, quite clearly, oh, at least certainly part of
1: it. Um, Maybe by twenty twenty three, I can just like. Sit down in a park and draw a tree. <laughs> Something nice. <laughs> well, you did
0: this, well, you did do a sonnet. You did a Shakespearean sonnet. Uh, uh, I'll be doing more of those. I can't tell you who for. Okay. But Throwaway Horston a Horse, then, is, the, is, the, is the, the business publishing negotiating platform for
1: all of this activity. Yeah. yeah. And that's the partnership that well, we could, really find anybody who could really understand what we wanted to do so we had to be our own business to Mm -hmm. to get it started. Mm -hmm. I mean that's just like that's just the nature of it right Um, and I wish we could start thinking about branching more into that but right now it's too much about trying to set up to be able to take the one thing as far as we can Mm. you know.
0: Uh, now, um, over the time you've been doing this, obviously, I mean, what I found very interesting, it must be uh, interesting to you as well, is just how much Ireland has really become involved in this. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, starting, a, was it in 20, when, when did you first
0: start going back to
1: Dublin? They, or had, when the, you, they had the uh, International James Joyce Conference was in Dublin in in, uh, in 2012 to celebrate the... Uh, public domain status of like Joyce's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot, it was great, it was a great feeling. Everybody mm-hmm. felt like, oh, Ulysses is coming home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the first year, although I had had some negotiations in the, with them beforehand and they knew me. Um, that was the first year we were able to really sort of begin any kind mm-hmm. of relationship. Um, and since then, we've been going back ever so, since. So and this, this is, year, this they sent us to China. Yeah, so we'll, we're going to get to that. But, okay, this
0: is the Joyce Center. You've both done some licensing arrangements with them, if I'm not mistaken, and a deal with the Irish Times, too. So there has been some
1: print. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, the Irish Times. The Irish Times did um, 25 pages from Calypso two years ago, I believe, for their Bloomsday edition. I um, assume it's
0: in an- uh, as I, I've no, got that to was say, actually more. It was, was like a, you know an old fashioned broadsheet
1: newspaper. Yeah, yeah, maybe, it yeah. A, so it's like a big. It was a, so yeah, a so double out yeah. broadsheet that had twenty four yeah. pages from it. Um, and we've consistently had great you know res- work from them. The Guardian has covered us really well yeah. on, mm-hmm. on stuff for a long time. Um, and you you travel back on Bloomsday. so and, yeah. I've been yeah, back to speak on Bloomsday, Day, well and I do a lot of their. Um, so this whole notion, I like their like the house Ulysses artist, like yeah, yes. What is that? What <laughs> well, kind you know of what? job is that? It's not bad, buddy.
0: Let me tell you, <laughs> whatever it is, it ain't bad. Um, uh, so it really, I mean, so this notion of the, the visualization of Joyce, it, it, it's yeah, it's working. I mean, it's certainly catching the imagination. I think of
1: people, but that's kind of the power of comics. Yeah. Um, And this is something... I know you wanted to talk about the China stuff. One of the things that I've noticed in the past couple of years, and particularly there, is there's a tremendous interest in using comics in education, Mm -hmm. which we've known for years now, Mm -hmm. but particularly in teaching uh, English as a second language Mm -hmm. because of the visual components that go along with that and the nuances that you can create. Um, And the ability of readers
0: to... Teach themselves, right? You know, to work with the the image as well as with the text. Yeah, you know, to, to guide them through a story.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love it because comics. Um, to me, comics has this sort of sense of oratory about it. Mm-hmm. I often say that, like everybody can scan and read a page of a novel at whatever rate they usually read a textbook or whatever, but most people read comics in their head aloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. They Read mm-hmm. it as if they were speaking it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because and part of that is the visual connection. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so okay, well, so where are we? We we've got up to uh, your relationship with the Joy Center, you've been there at least twice. Is this a couple of, you've gone? Oh, yeah, yeah, multiple times
1: every year, yeah, every year since 2012. So, and then this was the first year that, that mm-hmm. they sent us elsewhere,
0: yeah.
1: Um so, so, yeah, tell us about China,
0: and, and um, what was that like? This was in June of this year?
1: China's crazy. <laughs> China's crazy. I, China was great, um, but it's, it's not an experience that you can easily be prepared for. Yeah. I mean, there are 29 million people in Shanghai. Yeah. Wow. Um, they have 23 million that they know live there, and another 6 million that they think... <laughs> they think live there? <laughs> or they there. Think it's around there,
0: around. That's like the population of
1: Manhattan Island. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: just, it's just, it's just laying just around somewhere. else. <laughs> we
1: can't put our finger on it, but yeah. we know they're there um, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, China... A very strange thing about China's embrace of Western culture um, for the past couple of decades is um, when... Adaptations of Joyce's Ulysses were published there in, um, they first started coming out, I believe, in 2004. Um, The first adaptations started to come Mm -hmm. out there. Um, They were bestsellers for the first time. Joyce's novel had ever been a bestseller anywhere in the world. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's an idea about trying to climb this great big Everest of Western... Literary uh, um, culture, and And so it's hugely popular, but it's also very, very popular in the universities Mm -hmm. um, and in the major towns. So, the Irish consulate did a show of my drawings from the dead. Um, Yeah, how were they familiar with Ulysses? Scene, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, there's the the Irish consulate and the Irish embassy uh, in. Beijing, Hong Kong, and Shanghai um, worked with the Joyce Center in Dublin to put together a show and then said, you know what, we're just going to have okay. them out there, out here, and make a whole Bloomsday week of it and go to three cities. So we did a, like, it's, it's like a book tour without a book. It was very strange. <laughs> well, it's,
0: uh, um,
1: although, there's one there big There is book. the dead. There people. is one there is still There are still copies of that, but it's a, yeah, well, that's a concept.
0: I mean, yeah. Ulysses is, a, is yeah. the book of the mind. <laughs> it's with you. Uh, it's
1: with me. <laughs> it's with me for sure. Um, but it's uh, so I wound up going to three, four cities, really, because we went to Macau as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how long does how long the trip was this? About two and a half weeks. Two weeks, huh? Two and a half weeks. And I wound up talking to universities, uh, doing pop-up Bloomsday readings mm-hmm. in Shanghai and in Hong Kong, uh, in Irish pubs, and at a, a place called Comics Home Base in Hong Kong, which is like a state-supported um, studio for making comics Good. and animation, um, and kind of protecting that, that culture. Did you um, see much uh, Chinese cartooning? There isn't much Chinese cartoon. Mm, yeah. It's very disappointing. Yeah, that's what I've um, heard. It's overwhelmingly, any of the reading that comes for that is coming over from Japan. Yeah, for that's what I've heard. Yeah. And anybody who's got any decent skills winds up going into the gaming industry, mm. you know, mm. um, rather than in the mm. in the straightforward kind. Because there's no publishers, really, for them to work mm. with. There's no market. Yeah. Mm. So just, I talked to a few cartoonists in Hong Kong, and that was, it was very frustrating for them. Yeah. You mm. know? Um, but there should be, um, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah. So it was it was a lot of going to universities and talking to people who were trying to Im- embrace the idea of comics as an educational mm-hmm. component, um, and then also about sort of spreading uh, Irish culture, which, like I said, not without with something other than. Here? Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you're doing that. You're doing your part <laughs> to, to, to maybe offer a, a you know something different, an alternative. Um, well, you know, uh, I also want to ask you a little bit about. Um, you've talked a little bit about the educational component. Uh, your interest in educational, and also just uh, just teaching comics. So yeah. you also, uh, among the other things you're doing besides. You know, reimagining one of the world's great masterpieces—you're like creating a new generation of comics artists uh, at Penn at the yeah, University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, um, you know, somebody's got to do it. So, so tell us about so, the, the class
1: you have at uh, the. So Penn. I, I, have had this idea. Um, that, wow! Wouldn't it be? I, I'm very old, as you know, Calvin. I'm
0: very old. Maybe you're so why old. That's we get along so but, well.
1: But I'm a lot older, but it doesn't matter. I went, to art school. I went to art school in the 80s, and that was not a very good time to try to learn uh, comics, or really to learn painting, frankly, um, in America. Um, and I came on this idea of um, what would it be like to kind of... There's so many schools now that are teaching comics. But they're all still sort of coming through um, the fine arts department, yeah. largely, um, or through design departments, and there are some really great programs. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's different um, now. I mean, that, that, what, what that
0: would have meant years ago, it yeah. did mean it was that, yeah, I'm I'm sure. that the cartooning would be pretty much stifled. Right. But now there seems to be a more enlightened view of the, of the category, but my, hopefully.
1: <laughs> my, my contention with this was that comics should be taught... Comics itself as a discipline it's more like a language right? mm. um, it, it's more got more of the idiosyncrasies and nuances that would make it a language so it should be taught through an English department mm. rather than through a fine arts mm. department um, so I approached Penn's um, Kelly Rich Writers House which is a yeah. creative writing um, center at Penn mm. uh, and partnered up with a great teaching partner. Do you know JC? Maybe you do. I don't know. Jean-Christophe Cloutier? I don't know. He was up here at Columbia. Hmm. Um, the name sounds yeah, familiar. He's a, he's yeah, he's a professor down at Penn. Yeah. Um, and uh, they put us on to building a syllabus for starting mm-hmm. a class that's both practice and mm-hmm. theory of, um, of making comics. So people, uh, you know, we use... Matt Mann and Jessica Abel's book quite a bit mm-hmm. We use Scott Cloud's book quite a bit of course um, But we have a unique facility For making comics there And so we've started building them. So what's program. this facility? Tell us more about the facility They have I mean, they're One of these this. active learning um, Rooms where Is this we dedicated
0: have, like, to comics or is this a,
1: to, Well you ha- a, during a brand your ranch out In terms of universities mm-hmm. There all these active learning programs uh-huh. um, And our schoolroom for it, well, this year it didn't, but this this year it will have Macs at every table. There's like mm-hmm. five big round tables. And all of them have um, projectors that need uh-huh, to, so. five different projectors, oh, six okay, different cool. projectors around the room, mm-hmm. all on whiteboards. Uh, they all have comic life all loaded into the program. So oh, you can go okay. ahead and make yeah. balloons on the, like, so it's make totally the stuff up on the wall. Tricked we, out for whatever you it's need. It's like yeah. making. Comics on yeah. the next generation holodeck. Yeah, not you know, it's just yeah. like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like if there were comics, there were ways to make like forget your Ames color, your Ames lettering wheel. You won't need that anymore. You know, leave your T swears at home. Um, but it's it's really kind of fascinating because you know there's kids. I say kids things because I'm old, um, I do the same. But there are, uh, <laughs> there are some great young students coming up with some really um, interesting new wrinkles on comics. No, so what's the name? Of, what's the name of your class? What, what? Uh, making comics.
0: That makes sense. But Maybe. it's also
1: it's weird because we uh, we the Kelly Writers House reinvigorated an old cross-discipline program that they had for people who wanted to. Design sets for operas and would get credits from different mm-hmm. departments that way. So we're in, a, in an old program that's mm-hmm. called Grotesque Forms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so our comics are
0: grotesque. That might forms. work. That may work in some way. Yeah.
1: Um, um, but we had, you know, mm-hmm. we had great guests last year. We had Paul Levitz come down, ah, former Scott. president of DC Comics. Yeah. Very good. And we yeah. had Scott McCloud. Needs no introduction. Yeah. Um, and. and I feel like. Can't think of getting the game off to a better start. Yeah, not, not at all. Uh, so how many students do you have? And I'm curious, now this this is based in the
0: English department. Yes. But it um, can recruit students from anywhere? I yep.
1: mean, so... Open, to, open so. to students of all levels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, and what time of year is it usually held? It's spring semester. Spring semester. Um, mm-hmm. This year we're also... We haven't seen any registration yet for... The spring, but uh, we're hoping we'll have a second course too, which is more studio good? driven. Are you getting so a good turnout? Yeah, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we closed a course of 15 people, yeah. In, mm-hmm. Okay, in 17 last year, yeah.
0: Great, so, this is great. Uh, um, so okay, now there's a there is a nexus here with 24 hour comics day, yes, on the educational side, yeah, didn't, it, I, didn't at least one of the years in the classes. I like 24 hour comics yeah. day,
1: um, I have no real desire at my advanced years. Um, To put myself through that grueling test. It's, yeah. It's, it's,
0: uh, I, it's, I find it an interesting exercise, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: like a marathon a or something,
0: you yeah. know, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. but yeah. anyway.
1: Hosting a 24 hour comics day is a little like being an uncle. Okay. Right? <laughs> At some point, you can just turn it over yeah. <laughs> to the parents and go take a nap. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> so, uh,. But we did a 24-hour comics day there last year, um, and we'll be doing another one this year. Um, and we've got some kind of new design plans coming up for that, too, as in addition yeah. to the regular 24-hour yeah. comics day.
0: Um, do, you, do you want to talk about your inno- innovation that you were showing yeah, me? We're is able, that, is that, maybe maybe keep we'll that wait to for time? that
1: a little Okay, bit. well, because it was very interesting. I I, mean, I liked it. Okay, well, you'll just have to... We're going to see if we can change the format from a 24-pages... Um, to a 28 by 40 folding roadmap. We've back-engineered, I back-engineered a roadmap yeah, to yeah. make comics with um, on the Comic life terminal. So I've got a few people that are going to be doing it there over the period this year.
0: Yeah, no, very, you, you, I was a guinea pig here for your a uh, user study, <laughs> I, you know, a, a one person user study here. But, a lot of user stuff, but it's been but it's been very interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting way to use it, and certainly would be perfect, I think, for the kind of maddening exercise that twenty four hour comic yeah. day they can be yeah um, where you can really well I sort of like the non not
1: needing to bind it or anyway. I I like that it's physical yeah like a mini comic but that it also unfolds into one big poster yeah and can
0: even unfold in a almost in a reading yeah ready fashion and it
1: still teaches you the beats and rhythms mm -hmm. of a reveal like flipping a page would yeah Mm -hmm. so
0: well um, you know look this is this is great look I think you've taken on one of the You've taken one of the great mediums of all of our times, we all love this medium, and marsh you right up against one of the greatest literary accomplishments (laughs) of human history. What's not to like about what you're doing if you really love comics? I think people want it to
1: come out faster.
0: Well, I think that's the case, too, (laughs) but easy for them to say. (laughs) Um, Anything I left out? I mean, anything else you're working on? Uh, You you want to drop? You know, drop some knowledge about here
1: on more to uh, come? I did a, I, I did a sonnet um, that you mentioned earlier. And it looks like this year I'll be doing an entire book of sonnets. Oh, okay. So, um, And, and then, this sonnet is actually in,
0: I think you, we may have mentioned it, but in the, the graphic canon. It's in the first graphic It's in the character. first graphic canon. The, the, uh, the three book set published by Seven Stories Press that, yeah. that takes you from... Uh, what is it, from Antiquity to Infinite Jest or something like that? Yeah, it's or, yeah it's like,
1: It really is I think, a I think it's Antiquity to Infinite Jest. Graphic but. adaptations of the world's great literature. And they've done, they've actually done, um, Rush is editing the fifth book of the series, which I have a short story and that's a, a short story from Dubliners. Uh, the next book that he's doing is all about um, crime stories. Oh, and then there okay. And was one of kids' literature. They did a kid literature, so, yeah. yeah. So, so there's, actually there's been, another one coming. There's right? been four published already, mm-hmm. and then this upcoming one will be the fifth. And it's and it's a crime theme. It's crime theme, crime okay. stories. So uh, And these are these are original or adaptations. No, so, Russ Russ asked me to do one great, for it, great. and um he asked me to do uh two galants, which is a story from Joyce's Dubliners, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm the Joyce guy. You are it's, yes you know
0: what <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, it's, you've got a bullseye on your back. No. Uh, well, yeah. well, look, um, you know, <laughs> uh, look, we remain in awe <laughs> of ah. what you've what you've taken on here, uh, and we, we follow you with great uh, interest and, ah. and admiration ah. for what you've taken on. I mean, uh, but uh, but Thanks. on top of all that, look, thank you so much for being on Mordecai. Happy to do it. Great to see you again.